Welcome to Sweep Delay Pod. Why is your furnace going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magnus And as you can tell, James the Very Good Rabbit is here, making it obvious that my furnace is on. What's up, sir? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. With me, uh, who skipped last episode, but with me today is good old T Mac. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So I asked her yesterday when we went to Walmart, I was like, so she's like, dad, I've been on like every podcast episode. I'm like, yeah, but you weren't on Demolition, man. She's like, yeah, well, I had a, a reason to that. Yeah, which reason? Well, what was it? You said, oh, you and Jameson planned that for years and I didn't want to be a part of it. So that's why I, you know, I'm like, no, yeah, you're you just, making me sound bad. You just fell asleep at Ta- the end. <laughs> Tabby, no. you were, Tabby was eight years old when we started planning Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was too long ago for me to be on the episode ah uh, it's true so um hold on i gotta oh woo-hoo. just my volume here this sounds right. sounds great just go oh. ahead and fiddle around with that microphone all, all you need to <laughs> i don't care i'll leave it in so what's up man this is uh episode 199 unbelievable Ooh. the road to 200 so Outstanding. Uh, next episode man is uh the big 200 and stand by me is uh available to watch for free on voodoo so you might as well watch it so you're ready for the next episode that's for sure so yeah absolutely check it out so uh, i got some good things planned today but uh, we are going to discuss hot tub time machine which i'm very excited to be discussing sir that was one of the movies that uh, won the votes was Mm -hmm. pretty high up there and uh it's been a long time since you've seen it tabby and i I think we watch it once a month so it was pretty pretty fresh we threw it in last night even though we really didn't need to you know but it was i just wanted to be up you know i wanted to be fresh so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so before we go into our review of hot tub time machine i want to talk some quick news so let's roll into it Just a pig and 
All right, sir. So uh, as you and I know, and everybody listening to this, we are in what's called the zombie apocalypse, it feels like. And uh, it's it's insane. And you had an awesome episode with Jason on flicks regarding everything changing in the, you know, uh, entertainment uh, mm-hmm. industry and daily things are changing so everything you said last week is completely changed now even even more so so by the time people listen to this episode who knows what's going to be changed but but we did predict a lot of things that are happening right now yes and Same. people need to put movies on streaming services right now and it's happening so that's what i want to talk to you about so as excited as I am to have these uh, movies come early, you know, like Invisible Man is out, uh, which I heard is fantastic. Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen that one? Of course. And it was good, right? I really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. awesome! I can't wait to watch it. And The Hunt, I want to check that Oof. out. That, that was terrible. Well, <laughs> we just reviewed it on the most recent real reviews. It got a one-star review from my uh, my co-host, who I thought would love that movie. Oh, it reminds me of Hard Target. That's why I was like, you know. It reminds you of every movie you've ever seen before, only done poorly. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, what was it? What was the movie I said to you that you're like, oh, you'll love it. It'll be in your top 10. I forgot. What was that? Oh, what was it? Was it Fancy Island? What was it? No, no. What was it? Mm, I've seen some bad movies. Recently. No, no. Bloodshot. Oh, yeah, the Bloodshot, that's another one. Yeah, because it came, I was like, you'll oh, love it. I'm going to check it out. You're like, it's terrible, you'll love it. But here's the one that is really grabbing my attention. Here's my question to you. So there's rumors that they're going to release Wonder Woman 84 mm-hmm. instead of sending it to the theater. Yeah. So, so if they do that, if because the movie is going to be 20 bucks instead of your typical $8 that you spend in the movie theater, mm-hmm. do you think which I don't want them to do it, but let's just say they do for the sake of argument. If they release Wonder Woman to vid- uh, you know, video on demand for 20 bucks, do you think that they'll make the theater movie, you know, theater movie money by doing this? Or oh, God, no. Okay. No, because it's twenty dollars for a household. Ooh, yeah. Instead of bringing, instead of paying, you know, whatever you pay per person to go see it, it's twenty dollars for forty people to watch it. You know, you can have a big viewing party if you want, uh, you know, or if nothing else, your family of four or five or whatever all gets to see it for the exact same price as the one schlub sitting in his apartment would. No, they would lose a ton of money doing that, I think. Very good points. Do you think they're going to do it? I don't think they'll put that one out. I I know that they've been talking about it. And I guess I, I can't say with any certainty, obviously, everything's changing. But, you know, I could see other movies other like mid-level properties like we talked about the new mutants and and the new trolls movie is getting this treatment and things like that but i mean wonder woman is like a tentpole movie that no matter where you put it on a schedule it's gonna be the big movie that weekend i don't think ultimately they're gonna decide to do that i think that you could maybe even see black widow that one i think you could see more realistically than wonder woman to me i just i don't know I could be proven wrong by by the time this episode has been released. You know I mean? Right, so, exactly. Who knows? I just financially, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense because yes, it would draw like every eyeball to the screen, and yeah, I suppose viewing parties aren't a thing when you're not allowed to go to someone else's house. So maybe, but I, I do think that they would lose quite a quite a bit of money, and you lose repeat viewings. 
because I pay my 20 bucks, I can watch as many times as I want now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely like the idea of what they're doing of releasing these movies that were in the theater real early. Yeah. Um, I'm, I actually kind of hope that that's a trend that will continue when this is all said and done. It just proves that they can do it. And there's no, the, the three, four, five month wait is arbitrary. That they could put these things out in almost immediately. And they just make you wait. Like, oh no, we'll make you wait six months before we put it out. Yeah, have, have your crazy run for a good month or two in the theater. Yeah. And while it's still fresh in people's minds, you throw it on video on demand and then make another couple million bucks, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's, you know, uh, I guess a silver line, as you would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope they don't do that because you're right. That would totally just, you know, not make, I don't know, man. It's not a good idea. The other stuff makes sense. Or like the mid-level stuff, like you said. But like the really big ones, I mean, just wait. Just set, do it in Christmas time. You know, hopefully yeah. by then everything will be much better. Now, you're in Wisconsin. I'm in Illinois. And as of yesterday, we got uh, we got the lockdown. Uh, we're on the uh, stay-at-home thing. Now, I'm like, my, I'm like, am I going to work Monday? But technically, I'm in IT. And it's on that page 16 of 20 yeah. of, of uh, essential, you know, I'm part of the cybersecurity thing, blah, 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 blah. So I think I'm good to go. Although, you know, my wife, she's working typically five to nine and now her store closes at six. So it's like, yeah. do you go in for an hour? No, you know, no. it's just, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So it's it's crazy, man. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody is, is, is just surviving out there and uh hopefully we can give you some sort of entertainment today when you when you listen to us just you know reminisce on this movie that uh me and tabby have a lot of fun with i'm very interested to hear what you have to say so uh in, i guess we might as well get into it let's get into our review of hot tub time machine a typical road trip weekend consists of partying hooking up and going wild but in 2010 four friends will discover a new level of awesome go i Look, 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 what are we gonna do? You guys are terrible at quarters? Let's break into a school or uh, steal a cop car or something, huh? Do you have Ritalin? What? Guys, come look at this. You don't think it's a little weird, a bunch of guys just piling up in a big bathtub together? It's called male bonding, okay? Haven't you even seen Wild Hogs? Watch out, here I come. What the hell happened last night? Is there some kind of retro thing going on this weekend? There's something going on in here. Dude is rocking a cassette player. Leg warmers. I'm sure there's a good explanation for all this. Jerry, girl! Excuse me, miss. What color is Michael Jackson? Black. Manifest 86. I don't understand how we back in time. I'm so scared. Must be some kind of... Hot tub time machine. This March, this is a very special model that you have here. You know exactly what's going on here, don't you, old man? <laughs> Come on, it's the 80s. Let's do what we want. Free love. Hey, let's get this party started. Mom? Forget the present. Why did I have a pick up with it? What was I thinking? Wow. And now the universe is giving me another shot. This is going to be the best weekend like ever. Mm. 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 I feel pregnant. 
change the future. There's money to be made here, man. We could invent iPods, Prius, Match.com, short ribs. We could combine uh, Viagra with Twitter. What? Twitagra. Boom! And kick some past. You're breaking up with me? That's not how this happens. Do you know what happens to you? When you get fat. I mean, like, fat. Tub time machine. Could I text you later? I mean, what? Are you online at all? I have no idea what you're saying. How do I get a hold of you? Come find me. That just sounds exhausting. All right, sir. So, Hot Tub Time Machine. This is uh, this is a movie that uh, came out in 2010. It doesn't feel like it's 10 years old. Uh, and I'm gonna just right off the bat. I kind of want to get into history of some of these characters. Uh, John Cusack is the main star of this film. I have a big love for John Cusack, and I think he's one of those guys that just he made a lot of fun movies. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I know John Cusack," but he he never got to be like super super big. And I think he totally had the potential. I don't know if it's just me, but I love uh, John Cusack. I think he's just great in anything he's in. He's one of the highlights for Con Air for me. I think he's probably the best part of that movie. And uh, he really shines in this one. He's super good times. Uh, so uh, what's your thoughts on some of these castmates before we kind of roll into the movie? Because we got some really good stars in here. So what's your history or what's your kind of favorites with these dudes? Yeah, I mean, John Cusack was my guy growing up. He was, uh, um, you know, it felt like out of that that group of actors that came out of there. And there was always um, comparisons, I think, to him and Matthew Broderick especially going into the nineties as a couple of guys who seemed like they hadn't aged at all. Yeah. I remember hearing that a lot. And Cusack was a guy that I loved. And still, I think like every five years, he makes a really interesting movie. Um, you know, I love gross point blank in the nineties. I thought that was a really good one from him and, and, and high fidelity. And I think he, he, one of the things that maybe hindered his career is that he did make like movies that interested him that weren't necessarily always great. But he's like, ah, here's something I've always wanted to do. Um, but man, coming out of the eighties, he was the guy, he was one crazy summer and all of the movies that I loved from the, you know, that time period. Um, and so he's a guy who I I've always rooted for, even when he makes some really terrible movies, <laughs> I still root for him. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. And, you know, and this cast is just kind of full of people who, I don't know, I have a soft spot for like Rob Corddry who plays Lou, like, I love Rob Corddry. I think he and his brother are both hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and they just, I, I like them because they're always, they always seem to be the wild card in every movie they're in. Like, well, boy, I don't know what this guy's about to do, but it's probably going to be insane. And uh, I like him a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, Tabby, you know, as of, uh, I don't know, I think it was last year, we kind of were watching some John Cusack movies after this. I got you into uh, Better Off Dead. You got to see that. Remember, that's the one where he's oh, trying to yeah. kill himself. Yeah. Uh, Mike's old favorite. Mike used to watch that when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the one of those uh, classic <laughs> movies. But students hasn't seen. That was Lisa the Legend. She knew you watched that. And then, yeah. did you like that one? Yeah. And then, uh, 2010, uh, 2012, right? Uh, 2012. Yeah, that is uh, one of my favorite disaster movies. And did you like him in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 2012. That was like the last disaster movie from uh, Roland Emmerich, right? Or did he make another one after that? I can't remember. Mm, I don't know. It feels like that's all he makes. Lately, yeah. but I don't know. I know. He makes he makes great disaster movies. So He likes to blow things up. Another guy that I really uh, have a soft spot for is Craig Robinson. And I fell in love oh, with yeah. him when we watched, when I watched uh, This is uh, 
this is the end. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. he, he was one of my favorite characters <laughs> there. He's so good in that. And uh, all these guys are fantastic. But Rob Corddry. So this guy, here's what I dig about his character as Lou. So he is kind of the, I, I wouldn't say, I guess he's what? The black sheep of the group. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah. he's the lovable. He's the one who hasn't grown up. Right. And he's like the lovable douchebag, if you will. It's like he, he has all the dirty jokes. He, he does all this stupid, disgusting stuff. But yet he's just like, yeah, he's, he's one of our friends. He's one of our, uh, you know, we can't get rid of him. And he definitely makes for, you know, all the shenanigans that happen in this movie. Um, what are some of the other movies that he's in? Because this is the only one that really sticks out. But I know I've seen him in other stuff before. Oh, wait, wasn't it Harold and Kumar? Yeah, Harold and Kumar 2. He's the cop going my, after that. My yeah. favorite thing is he's on a uh, he's been on a show that was on uh, FX, I think, called uh, Children's Hospital. Where he plays this, uh, it's uh, he plays this clown uh, doctor. Yeah. Um, I, the, I mean, he's he's kind of in like every comedy of this ilk, like uh, every R-rated comedy. I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. He's in that. He's in Semi Pro. He's in yeah, Harold and Kumar. Uh, he just kind of shows up as is just this guy who's kind of insane. Kind of you're not quite sure if he's all the way there. Um, I dig him. There's a there's a, a few movies. Seeking a friend for the end of the world is one of them that I I really like him in. He actually has a little bit of a little bit of heart in there. But yeah, he's uh I don't know. He's kind of fun. He he's a he's just a, a weird dude. And he he kind of likes playing up the fact that he's a weird dude. So if you go through his t- his filmography, it's a it's basically just nothing but R rated comedies. Yeah. Now, um. I don't know if you know this, but do you know who wrote this movie? Who wrote this movie? I don't know. Okay, so it's be Josh Shield. Does that name sound familiar to you? It does. How is it what? familiar, sir? How do I know Josh Shield? Yeah. He was the writer of one uh, YouTube Red series that I have watched before. Cobra Kai. That's right. <laughs> so this is... This is Okay, it I I was late to the game with this movie. And it was mostly like, hey, you got to check out Hot Tub Time Machine. It was always one of those I wanted to watch, but I never really did until, you know, I think it was just a few years ago. But I think it's when I found out that, hey, you know, Cobra Kai creator, you know, wrote this movie, you know, and it's a good time. I'm like, you know what? I like John Cusack. I'm going to give it a try. And man, instantly I fell in love with this movie with the whole 80s thing, but it was great because there's a lot of Karate Kid jokes in there. There are some uh, in an alternate universe. We have good old uh, Johnny Lawrence and his wife that never broke up in Cobra mm-hmm. Kai uh, are together in this movie. And uh, we actually have small cameos from you know, our Cobra Kai creators. And uh, this is probably the only movie that I like Chevy Chase in because you know how I hate Chevy Chase. Because I can't stand that guy, you know. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We talked about that. Uh, just, And I love how you brought that up. Remember, we were on a podcast a couple of, I think it was like a year ago. And I said how, uh, what's his name is like Chevy Chase. Uh, Elf. What's the dude from Step Brothers? The only oh, movie yeah. we like him in. What's his name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I was like, Will Ferrell is like Chevy Chase. 
And you're like, yeah, you're right. He's like this generation's Chevy Chase. I'm like, exactly. And I like how you did like a poll or something. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think of this guy? Because the only movie I like Will Ferrell in is Step Brothers. He's he's great in that. And like Chevy Chase, there's just something about Chevy Chase I've just never liked. I just always thought he was overrated. You know, I went about, I think it was like two years ago, I went into this rant. But I like him in this movie. Maybe it's because he's not in it very much. But everything he's, every line he has is one of those uh cryptic lines and he just does it with like a straight face but you don't know if he's joking and i thought he actually pulled it off really good i enjoy him in this movie odds are he doesn't even know what he's saying like that guy's insane yeah uh so this movie's filled with cameos from the 80s though and that's that's the best part and uh (laughs) what about sebastian stan man right mr young winter soldier in this i know right such a douchebag he's great he is um and uh, gosh, so let's go through our characters. So we got John Cusack, who is our, our main guy. And uh, the name of his character is Adam. And essentially, when we first meet him in the beginning of the movie, he is uh, his wife is uh, it's his wife, right? Or a girlfriend. I can't remember. Is, you've watched this thing every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girlfriend. It's his girlfriend. I watched right. it twice in 10 years. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so his girlfriend leaves him but puts all these little stickers all over all the crap that he gets to keep and the stuff that she took, you know, of like, hey, I took this one and, you know, you're going to have this. And it's just this real depressing beginning of the movie of just like, okay, this is a down and out dude. And then he goes downstairs and uh, there's his nephew which is played by, uh, boy, what's this guy's name? Uh, Clark Duke Jacob. So uh, Clark Duke, I really like this guy. I think he has an awesome dry sense of humor. And I can't remember other movies. Oh, Kick-Ass. That's where I know him from. Because I never saw him in Sex Drive. But I definitely... I just knew him as the dude who is on at the end of The Office and uh, in the worst seasons of The Office. See, I never saw The Office, so... Mm-hmm. I only know him from Kick-Ass, but I think he's one of the shining stars of this movie because, I mean, he's kind of like the uh, the everyday man, if you will, or the audience member of like, you know, we're in this insane predicament, you know, and he kind of is the logical person of everything going around, you know. Um, what do you think of, uh, of, are there any characters you don't like out of our bunch that we have or do you like everybody? No, I think they work really well together. Uh, it, it's a weird mix, but uh, I think they work really well. It's you know as a foursome. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, I dig them. I, Clark Duke is the one that I remember when I went to see this. Um, I was like, really, Clark Duke? Like we couldn't have got somebody better. Couldn't got Jonah Hill in this role because it's a Jonah Hill role, right? You know, <laughs> it's like no, we couldn't get him. He was off doing, doing something else. Uh, but I actually liked him in this. I think he plays a good kind of straight man for the rest of the insanity that's going on so what about you tabby who are your uh, who are your favorite characters in this movie do you like everybody uh what's your what's your kind of overall thoughts of our cast of characters we have my favorite character is lou because really yes he's just, <laughs> a girl he, i don't know there's just something about him like he's just funny in every scene that he's in and then with um, the I really like the girl from Mean Girls. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. the Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, Lizzie yeah. Kaplan. Yeah, she's fantastic in everything she does. I love her. Yep. And then Adam, what's Adam's um sister's name? Uh, oh, oh, that's the Kelly, real, the real dumb blonde. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like. She's, not that I don't like her, but like she's extremely dumb. Yeah. 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 She's 
she's serviceable for what's needed in the movie. That's why she's not in it very much. You yeah. know, she's just supposed to be like the the mom or you know the mom maker, if you will. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, she's the reason that Clark Duke's character exists. That's yeah, why. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I really like William Zabka. Which he's only in it for like two and a half minutes, if you really. Because he wasn't even originally in the movie. It was after they were done shooting, and like a month after they'd wrapped up the movie, they decided to add that scene in. Are he you... wasn't in the movie in t- until <laughs> it screened once, and they were like, "We need something else." Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, luckily through um, through uh, you know uh, Cobra Kai Peter, his podcast and interviewing the big three. Uh, one of the interviews was about hot tub time machine and one of the things i loved hearing in the story is how that title stuck the entire time that was the title they created and they thought for sure it was going to be changed that nobody would want to you know buy a movie with this name but after a few changes here and there the one thing that always remained was this title and i think the title is very clever and it makes you want to watch the movie because you're kind of curious you're like hot tub time machine because you know i'm a sucker for time travel movies but this is, it kind of lets you know just from the title alone, this is a comedy time travel movie because it's stupid, Hot Tub Time Machine, but it's so clever and it works. And I really couldn't think of another title for this film. Uh, so I'm really glad that the title stuck and, and the you know, it, it works. So I don't know how you feel about it, but... That- well, if you're going to get a time machine movie, you need somebody who has been around time machines before and you get one of my favorite weirdo actors, Crispin Glover in this movie. Yes. Yes. You're I gonna... love Crispin Glover in everything. He is, he is legit crazy in real life. Yes. Like, if you've ever seen any of his art projects that he does, he goes around to like small theaters and does these art projects that are, they're frightening how deranged they are. And uh, I love him. And he's kind of a weirdo in Hollywood where like, he's kind of, you know, he was a big time dude with uh, coming off of Back to the Future, and then walked away from the franchise, and then sued Back to the Future for using his likeness as the second one, which will really get you blackballed pretty quickly. And he's a weirdo, and I love him in this movie. And I love normally I hate like running gags, that right? Are it's just they get old really quick. But the running gag of how this guy lost his arm in this movie <laughs> cracks me up every time. It's, yeah. You know, you think like, oh, here it is. Oh, man, he didn't lose it yet. What's going on? You're going to lose your arm. Yeah. <laughs> I I just, I don't know. Something about him I really like. Probably, probably just the fact that he's he's a real oddball. And, and you hear stories about him on set. And like when he used to show up on David Letterman and he would be insane. And Letterman's like, I don't think you can come on anymore because you're not normal. And uh, I kind of like people like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I lo- you're right with the running gag thing. I'm the same way. And, you know, you and I are very similar in regards to comedy where we don't really dig the gross out humor. And like 21 Jump Street is one of those movies that do a perfect balance of real mm-hmm. legitimate comedy with a little bit of gross out, whatever. But it's mm-hmm. just it's not enough to tip the scale. And I feel that this is another one of those movies that fits perfectly in that 21 Jump Street era, at least for me, that. There's a lot of funny, legitimate jokes that are great, and you have a few that are kind of, you know, borderline over the edge, but they work just enough because you have the charisma of the way that the joke is delivered or the way it's said. Because the best part is, is that you always have Lou and you have Jacob always going back and forth, and you have those side comments that you hear in the background when uh, when Jacob won't be on screen. But he's like, you know, he'll just say something in the background that just makes the joke amplified. 
So how do you think the comedy is in this movie compared to other uh, movies that, you know, we've reviewed before? Yeah, I'm kind of with, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I've become the the old man curmudgeon, you know, like, oh, they used to be better in my day. But, like, I'm a tough judge on comedies lately, like in the last 15, 10, 15 years, whatever. I feel like they're so, I don't know, rehashed and so many things are just done over and over again. And I, it, it, it kind of frustrates me that I am that way. Cause you know, each year I'll look and be like, man, there's only like three good comedies this year, you know? <laughs> and, and I hate that, but it is like, it, I'm a tough judge to make me laugh. Um, and so like, I hadn't seen this movie since it was in theaters and I rewatched it last night, uh, in preparation for this. And I was loving it. Like I was having a lot of fun with it. And I remembered about half of it, you know, like things that were happening, but, um, yeah, I was watching it with my uh, with my son, my oldest son, and we were kind of cracking up. I, I think they did a really good job with this one. It did bring back memories, though, of the second one. Like, I had kind of conflated the two movies in my head because I saw the second one in theaters, you know, and that was more recent, obviously. And so a lot of what I'd remembered about Hot Tub Time Machine was actually from the second one. I've never seen it. I do not like the second one. I just don't like it. You know why I never wanted to watch it is because I found out John Cusack wasn't in it, and that's why I didn't want to watch it. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot wrong with it. They do add some interesting characters, you know, like Kamel Nanjiani's in it. And I like him, but he's only in it for a minute. And, it, yeah, I think without Cusack, it just loses the chemistry and it loses some of that charisma and just that you, you lose your everyman, you know? Like, yeah. I think as an audience in a comedy, especially like a gross-out comedy, you need to have the guy who's your surrogate in the crowd, right? Right. You need to have the guy like, okay, that guy. You know, I might secretly identify with Rob Corddry, and he's insane. But, you know, I more identify with John Cusack and, like, look at all the insanity that's going around me. And without him, the movie just felt like a lot of, just a lot of fart jokes. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, John Cusack, he just, I guess John Cusack and Jacob really bring the the everyday man and, and kind of slow down the insanity that's going on while you have Lou who just balls to the wall insane. But I also like he has those sometimes touching moments of where he kind of slows down. He's like, you know, I don't want to take a punch to the face. And he's really got to think about, well, you know, <laughs> I, I got to do what's best for the greater good. And then when he finds out that his his leader, if you will, Adam, uh, doesn't do what he's supposed to do because essentially right. what happens is is that uh, when they go back and they you know they basically go out together to this uh, to the to the resort to the resort because Lou is just having a good time in his car playing drums and he accidentally kind of uh, sends himself to the hospital and his friends show up thinking he's trying to kill himself and he didn't try to kill himself he just he was just stupid and he just got carbon monoxide poisoning if you will. Uh, but not enough to kill him. And that's when they go to this resort to kind of have, uh, it's been a long time since we've been together. Let's just hang out. Let's have a good time. And of course, Lou can't stand Jacob. They just have this amazing just bickering going on. And then when they get to the resort, there's this nasty top tub machine that they open, the hot tub when they open it. There's like a, what, a dead squirrel in there? It's a raccoon. It's a raccoon, yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, it magically, see, at first I thought uh, Chevy Chase fixed it. But it was just magically it started working. I'm like, oh, that's right. Chevy Chase comes later. And that's when they jump in the hot tub. And all of a sudden they have this uh, this can 
the uh, Russian yeah. <laughs> energy drink. The, yeah. the Russian energy drink that is essentially the flux capacitor and right. and sends them back to the 80s. And it's so great. I think Chris Robinson, right off the bat, his joke about Michael Jackson was just so great that it never gets old. Every time I hear he's like, what color is Michael Jackson? And he just mm-hmm. runs off and, and you know crashes into folks. And uh, it was good time, man, seeing all the crazy clothes and MTV and just the whole thing right off the bat when they go back in the 80s. It, it was a fun time. So, yeah, it's a great little like montage as they're just like looking around like where what's going on. And you see everything on the TV, just everything comes into focus. And it's a nice little like, you know, 30 second montage kind of uh, of everything. And you're like, oh, I love that. Hey, I remember that. Yeah. And they uh, realize that uh, when Lou goes to the bathroom, he looks in the mirror and sees he's uh, the younger self. Now, I love the Time Cop references because I literally just watched Time Mm -hmm. Cop last week. So I was like, oh, I totally get that reference. And it's funny. Tabby, uh, what was the movie that I just got you to watch that you were like, now I understand that reference. Remember? Class act. Oh, yeah. You look like kid in play. Yeah. (laughs) So Tabby's only seen House Party. And uh, luckily, this past couple of weeks, there's been these awesome deals on Voodoo, you know, buy two, get one free, whatever. And I was like, Tabby, this is my favorite kid and play movie. This is awesome. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just watch it. And it is so good. You could play the clip well, on your phone. Go ahead. You can play it loud because you don't have your phone. All right. So, huh? Oh, okay. All right, so Tabby, Tabby, I would recommend House Party Two. That's a, no. that's a really good kid and play movie. Ne- never watch it. So. Uh, when we're watching Classic, it's just it's so good, it's so funny, and uh, there's this there's this scene that is so fantastic, uh, and we do this joke every day to each other. I'm sure you'll remember. You gotta you gotta turn it up. Hold on. I know, All I right. I keep you in suspense. Hold on. Okay. All Ready? right. Do you remember this scene? I don't care. You just have your ass there. Let's go, baby. <laughs> do you remember are we playing what movie am i i'm gonna guess class act no no but anyways so uh that watching class act it was so good she's like this movie's awesome and then when he's like i look like kid she's like oh i totally get that reference now because we had just watched you know uh i can play movie so uh but i love class act man it's good times go check it out it's available on voodoo and uh, it's cool now. You, uh, she's starting to get some of the jokes now because we're. I'm kind of catching her up on things, which she didn't catch the like five thousand times we watched this before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he sees that okay, we're our younger selves. But the way that they're doing time travel in this movie is they're essentially not running into their other selves. They are themselves, and they can just right. change the future, uh, which is pretty cool. But of course. Because Jacob isn't technically born, he's starting to fade, aka Back to the Future style of the picture. So they have to, you know, get stuff figured out, do everything exactly the way it was, so that way they don't create a butterfly effect. And that's where the fun of the movie is: is trying it's, to it's, avoid that. It's amazing that um, every major event in their life that really set them on their course all happened in the same night. Yes, <laughs> that's really lucky. That. <laughs> Everything that they, everything that they would have to maybe change to change their lives, all happened in the same night at the same place. It's very lucky. Yes, very lucky. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the uh, girl that uh, Adam 
uh, is, you know, he was sleeping with. Uh, she's very ditzy, but the cool thing is that I really enjoy about the actress who plays her. I th- what's, what's her name? Not, is it Kelly? Uh, no, that's... Who Who was this girl's... Um, damn, I should... Who, who are you talking about? Uh, so, the girl that's in Love of Poison. The one that he's supposed to um, that's, break up uh, with. What's her name? That's Jenny. Jenny. Okay. So, yeah. Lindsay... Uh, fin- uh, Lindsay Fonseca. Lindsay Fonseca. Okay. So I know her from Nikita. She is the second, uh, the second uh, main star of that show, and she's mm-hmm. such a badass. So it was hard for me when I first watched this, seeing her play somebody stupid, but she does it really good. And she's just, you know, I don't know. There's like it's like in Zombieland too, where you have the blonde who is like so stupid, and you're like, oh, could she ruin the movie? Or, or is she not mm-hmm. going to ruin it? And the way that she plays it is the same level, I think, of the Zombieland girl of like, mm-hmm. she's stupid, but she's not ruining the movie. You know, that's how I feel about her. And uh, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, I was just... yeah, and the reason why um, I, I just like seeing her on screen, she's funny, but she's only on, she just has a small role because the, her whole, the whole point of her is to have her stab Adam in the eye. And, uh, you know, and he accidentally runs into April, which would be Lizzie Kaplan's character. Mm -hmm. And she's essentially not really a fan of Poison, but she's just a music journalist. And I really when these two get together is when I really start to enjoy this movie big time because they just they have a lot of great chemistry. And I just love them going, you know, back and forth. And uh, she's great, man. I remember seeing her for the first time was in uh, I did see her Mean Girls first. And then when I was watching True Blood on HBO, seeing her in that show, I was like, oh, good time. So I, she's yeah, she's great in like everything. I think I the first thing I saw her in was maybe Cloverfield, but um, she's all party down. She's awesome in party down. I don't know if you ever saw that show. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. And she's kind of the star of that. She's she's fun. I like this part of the movie, though, too, because it pairs everybody off. That's always like the best time in a lot of these is. Now you start pairing people off and then you can start telling different stories and cutting back and forth. Right. So you have them and then you have Nick and Lou are kind of paired off for a little while <laughs> right. on their adventure. And that's, that's crazy. Uh, that's a good time. And I like, I like those two together and their dynamic of like a love hate relationship between right. two friends. Right. It's like, no, you always get me in trouble. You're my friend, but I hate what you do and what you make me do when we're together. <laughs> and, and I just, you know, cause Craig Robinson's character is like, look, I'm just, I just, I'm a family man. He's still the future version of himself. Like he's, I'm married. I'm a family man. I can't be doing anything stupid down here, even though I'm really like this, you know, what 18 year old version of myself. Right. And, but he's still obsessed with the fact that his wife cheated on him and, and he, he can't get over that. And I mean, the, the best, the best payoff of this movie is him yelling at his eight year old wife, <laughs> calling her up drunk and yelling at her for cheating on him. Yeah. And it cuts to this eight year old sitting in her bed. Like what? <laughs> uh, this doesn't concern you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you, you get those two paired off and then. You know, we get to the we get to the the Back to the Future two storyline of like, yeah, wait, I know the future. This is great. I'm gonna make myself rich. I know the future. Let's let's uh let's start getting some payback here. And of course, we then we get Mr. Zabka shows up to yes, the movie. And yes, some of the most crazy stuff starts happening then. Yes, 
We start making bets that nobody wants to pay out on. <laughs> the squirrel effect. Yeah, the squirrel effect. Yeah. He's really great, man. I mean, he just like he's so funny. Like, um Well, and you go back to the 2010, right? I mean, this was a kind of a cool thing to see William Zapka in a movie again. Because we hadn't seen him in a long time. Right. I mean, this planted the seed though for Cobra Kai. I mean, because of, of this role, it was basically uh, you know, later on, it was a, Hey, you know, thanks so much for being on this. And by the way, you know, I'm a huge karate kid fan and mm-hmm. let's kind of get some, you know, ideas going, whatever. But this yeah. is really the, the seed planting. Uh, and this is why this movie is holds dear to my heart because of my, you know, Cobra Kai. I mean, we literally just started watching it last <laughs> night again. Uh, starting back, Tammy's like season one. I'm like, yeah, you got a problem with season one. And then she's <laughs> like, I forgot how much I love season one. <laughs> Like, yeah, you got a problem. You got a problem with that? And then me and my sister just got into a fight and we were wrestling. And I said, Cobra Kai, show no mercy. <laughs> yeah, oh, you dang. you poked her in the eye, you jerk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, and she flipped off a railing. And that was she, terrible. And she's wearing her Cobra Kai hoodie and I'm wearing my Miyogi Miyagi-Do shirt that you got me, sir, for my birthday. So good time. It's unfortunate you don't uh, don't know how to say Miyagi. I, I thought you were a fan. I know how to say it, man. I'm just I'm not mm, feeling. Doesn't too sound good. like it. <laughs> I think you said Miyagi-Do. Miyagi-Do. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying to have one of those uh, QuickBooks commercials, you know, at Koala uh-huh. you know, one of those. Yeah, yep. So speaking of which, I would think season three would be dropping sooner than later, since you know it happened last you know in april of last year but who knows what the way situations are i don't know when we're getting season three man so i just yeah are they are they done filming it or were they in the middle of filming okay it? So, uh as of uh, yesterday ralph sent a tweet that said did my final uh post-production uh you know um pickups of audio and they show screenshots and it was awesome and then just uh recent i think it was yesterday john uh Hurwitz put you know doing final little touches on cobra kai doing everything you know remotely blah 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 blah. so you know normally we'd have trailer two by now we don't even have trailer one so i like how close they're keeping it to the vest but uh the anticipation's killing me man i'm telling you listen to this guy over here referring to him as ralph first name only. <laughs> your old pals you know ralph sent me something uh, i'm sorry boy oh boy so it's great seeing the alternate universe of uh you know of Johnny and 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 his wife together, sure. not broken up, no Robbie mm-hmm. yet, and uh, it's this scene is great though because it's a matter of okay, you lose the bet, then you gotta blow this guy over here, you blow your friend, and I like how it's just uh, it, it's insane. He passes out on them, and they go in the bathroom. Like you, I don't like you making bets. In my I, don't, I don't like you making bets in my penis. <laughs> that, yeah, and when he loses it, he says, Mother effort. He screams, Mother yeah, That was the best. I laugh so hard. Every time I see that, I laugh so hard. He's like, I love you, buddy. Don't say that. Uh, and I like how he has the soap all over his face, and the guy's taking a piss. And oh, looks that over. reference, Lynn. Yeah. You were talking about like great for you, man. Now you look like uh, what's his name from *The Real Life*. What that you were telling me about it? You're like, now you know who that is. I'm gonna put you in the deep fryer. That <laughs> oh, guy, Gary Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, another side note: Pluto TV is free streaming on-demand television, and it is fantastic. There's like 
thousands of channels. There's even a channel dedicated to Beavis and Butthead. It's fantastic. It's free. But one of my favorite things I found was the surreal life. Because, uh, you know, Vanilla Ice is on there. And, dude, it's unedited. So watching the surreal life and and hearing all the swearing is so amazing. And <laughs> and Tabby just, man, I, I had her watch one episode. And she's like, this is the greatest train wreck show ever. I'm like, it only gets worse. So she has no idea who Gary Coleman is, yeah. of course. But now that she's seen surreal life, she's like, I get that reference. So she got the kid and play reference, and now she got the Gary Coleman reference. Yeah. So yeah. if you ever want to find out anything about some D-level celebrities, there's your place. <laughs> the Surreal Life. And then if you watch the Surreal Life Fame Games, which oh. is on Tubi, that's even more of a train wreck. Oh, Yikes. and you see Vanilla Ice you go off on backstabber, backstabber on Ron Jeremy. So good because he's so peaceful that whole entire season. No anger issues whatsoever because. Who would have thought? Didn't he have a lot of anger issues when he first walked yeah, into the house? He did. And Tammy Faye, of all people, you know, the one he's like, oh, here goes Miss Christian. And he yeah. ends up falling in love with her. And she and Eric Estrada became like his big brother. And yeah. he's crying at the table like, look, you filled the void of my big brother. And he always says that you wipe your ass with that. You know, when he's looking at his history, because, you know, he's crossing out his picture and everything. Right. He's like, that's not me. He wouldn't even want to sing Ice Ice Baby. But because of Eric Estrada... He was able to move forward. It's fun. It's great now hearing him talk about cool as ice and actually laughing about it, not mm. being embarrassed. And now, I mean, seeing him perform is just great because he's having so much fun. That anger is really subside and his show is fantastic. You know, the Vanilla Ice Project. I watch that crap all the time where he flips houses and mm-hmm. uh, it's good times. But yeah, Tammy Faye really helped, you know, and Tammy Faye, I was like, man, this girl, she is not judgmental whatsoever. This is the kind of person I need to be. And Tammy, she's like, at first she didn't like Tammy. No. And then she's like, by the end, she's like, I love Tammy so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't sweat it on the mic. So cool, but yeah. So, but Vanilla Ice was totally chill in this real life uh, <laughs> in the fame games. And then when, when Ron Jeremy, when Ron Jeremy betrayed him, that's when he destroyed the entire set and broke mm-hmm. the drum set and everything. And it was all about betrayal. But uh, now that we're talking, you know, about surreal life, but. Uh, I don't know how we got on this tangent about uh, Surreal Life. I Gary Coleman. Yeah. Gary Coleman. So anyways, uh, yeah, the bathroom scene. Going back to that, that was when good times. He puts when, on the soap and the guy tries using the soap. Yeah, and he just, just wipes it off. So good. So um, Crispin Glover, getting back to him. So that the running joke is that when you first see him, he has no arm. And the question is, well, what happens to him? And he's so angry, too. Yeah. The first time, right, he just starts throwing the, the luggage everywhere. And he's like, give me my tip, you know. And, of course, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you a tip. But when you see him as a happy person where he has an arm, it's really great. The shenanigans of everything. He's stuck in an elevator. And he's like, oh, this is he's going to lose his arm. and <laughs> Got a chainsaw cutting ice. Yeah. And he never loses his like, arm. Like, oh, here we go. This is where he's going to lose it. No, damn. And the thing that makes him lose it is the stupid uh, truck. Goes by and rips his arm You're off. You're gonna lose your arm. No, you're gonna lose your arm. I'm gonna rape you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, another running gag is uh, what's the the other one is you know I gotta we gotta do everything the way they were supposed to do it and then they're gonna mm-hmm. change it. So Chris Robinson gets with this band that he's so Craig, happy Craig to Robinson. see. Yeah, Craig Robinson. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm off my game today, man. Woo. <laughs> It's this virus stuff going around, I guess. Uh-huh, locked, uh-huh. locked in the house too much. So 
Uh, what I really enjoy is uh, the musical number. What and the best part is on the soundtrack, it's actually him doing. You know, let's get it well, started. I'm, he's he's a legit singer. He yeah. he goes out and does that. Yeah, it's it's he it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. But let me ask you this: so, and I think they made the best decision. But I'm kind of wondering why they went this way. Is you know how the original version of the Black Eyed Peas song is "Let's Get." You know, and they use the R word instead yeah. of yeah. You, would, I think we'd gotten past that already by 2010, right? And I was like, I kind of thought when I was watching the unrated version, I mm-hmm. thought that they were gonna use that version of the song because I'm like, well, they've already used every word there is to use in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of gross. But they kept it with the clean version. I was kind of surprised on the unrated version that it was that way, and I think they made the right decision. But I was also surprised that they use the clean version. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think that that, that song, the original version, uh, instantly didn't age well. I mean, it was, people were like, really? Yeah. We're not using that word anymore. Like, oh, okay. I mean, they had to change it pretty quickly. Black Eyed Peas had to change it pretty quickly. I think, I think it's better off. We just go without. Yeah. We just, we just yeah, do it's this fine. version. Because you can, the actual, that version is in Harold Kumar in the beginning of that yeah. movie. But uh, I think they made the right decision too. It helps keep it, you know, on that balance I was talking about where a little bit more would have tipped the scale of going over the threshold of, too much gross out humor or whatever. And I just, I think this movie is in the same ballpark as 21 jump street of just the perfect balance of the new, the new style of comedy to gross people out, but the old school comedy of legitimate, good jokes, legitimate, Mm -hmm. good laughs, legitimate, good scenes, you know, really good stuff. Like the whole William Zapka scene could be so out of taste in another movie. If done, if done differently by different writers or directors, but it's just the perfect balance. That's the best thing I can say about this movie is it just is balanced. Well, and it's like those moments are set up well. They don't just kind of come out of nowhere. Right. They don't come in the first act of the movie. You know, like you set it up and you 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 set up the relationship between these characters. And so it doesn't feel like it just comes out of nowhere for no reason. And you understand Rob Corddry's character and you're like, yeah, that kind of feels like something Lou would do, <laughs> like, you know? And, and so that's part of it is it doesn't just feel like, because a lot of these comedies, and that's kind of been my my issue uh, in recent years, is a lot of these like raunchy comedies are just going, it feels like for the easy joke to make people talk about it. Like, oh my God, you see, they did this or did that. And it feels like they just, they're written like, the movie's written with these bits already written in. Like, okay, we have to get this in there. Right. You know, we, we have this joke, so we got to kind of cram it in. And it doesn't matter if it feels natural or not. Right. But we just want to get this in our movie. And this felt like they they made it feel a little more natural as best as you can with that scenario, you know? Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Um, do you have a, a favorite scene? Cause there's a lot of great scenes. Do you have one that sticks out to you of like, this is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Oh man. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I like everything with Craig Robinson's character just melting down. <laughs> like I love his character in this movie and how he's really struggling <laughs> with this new reality and just how he is even like, you know, his meltdown through the movie and how he has trouble dealing with this and his reconciling with his wife, like his issues with her, blah, blah, blah. And then even into the end, which the end is really, you know, it's great, blah, blah, but right up into the credits, 
like he's still having issues. <laughs> he's still having troubles accepting it. Like I don't know. I I just, I really dig him and I, I like his character through this movie. So every time he was on screen, I was always excited. Yeah, I I agree. He is a uh, just like in uh, this is the end. I yeah. I I drank my own pee today. <laughs> <laughs> he's just I don't know. There's something about the way he delivers, and especially like you say, this is the end. Like. There's something about him and his delivery that just gets me because he's he's usually pretty straight faced. Yeah, I don't like you making jokes. Some... With, I don't like you making deals with my penis, man. <laughs> yeah, and he'll he'll say like the craziest things completely straight faced. <laughs> like, oh man, that guy, <laughs> guy really believes that. Oh, mother ever <laughs> just screams <laughs> in his face. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he is he's great. Uh, this whole cast is uh, is. Just perfect, just perfect, great, you know, just perfect balance together. The ending is really fun. Um, I like how they all kind of get a happy ending. The one that I really enjoy the most is having, you know, Adam uh, get together with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with, April. with April. That yeah. is just great. You see all the pictures and stuff and you can tell that, especially the whole, I feel like he even told her, hey, I'm from the, you know, this is a whole time thing going on i feel like he almost told her off screen and she just didn't care she's like the future you know if it's meant to be we'll be together and it didn't take very long for them to get together and i really enjoyed the ending that they have of course you know lou would own google or isn't it google Google, yeah (laughs) of course he would have uh you know well this was after his career in motley lou oh yeah that's right (laughs) i love i love that credit sequence though of him interspersed into the kickstart my heart video yeah yeah i think it's pretty funny i don't know so give me a little quick rundown of part two and why i should never watch it i don't remember a ton about it but it feels like every flat joke that i remembered wasn't in this movie so it all must have been in in the second one gotcha um yeah well the the problem is that like it just it's missing a lot of the, it's going for a lot of the same jokes. Only it, I think without Cusack, it loses a lot of the heart. So it does feel like, well, we just got these jokes and we'll just make a movie around it. You know, um, they have to go back because Lou gets, I think Lou gets assassinated. <laughs> and so I, if I remember right, Lou gets assassinated. So then Nick and Jacob have to like go back to the time machine and go back in time to try and save him and like change things. So he doesn't get assassinated. Okay. Um, yeah, and they just kind of crank everything up a little. Maybe I should, I don't know, maybe I'll watch it again. But I remember, like, kind of being stone-faced in the theater watching it. Like, ugh, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I took one look at it, read the, I think I watched the trailer, and I was like, nah, I'm going to stick with this one, because this one is fantastic, you know. Well, and one of the things that really makes this one awesome is it's kind of great casting you know, as much as we love Cusack, but it's kind of perfect because when you go back to the eighties, I mean, like he was one of the Kings of the eighties. And so it's not just grabbing a guy. It's grabbing a dude who is still doing things now and who was, can bring that nostalgia of 1986 with him, you know? And so you lose that. And then it's like, Oh, we got to go back in time again. And it's like, well, these guys, I didn't have anything, any attachment to these guys back then, you know? And right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I hear you. So John Cusack, one of my, one of my favorite actors who is very underrated, I feel. So, yeah. I think he is. Yeah. 
Chris Ro- uh, Craig Robinson is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the he's arguably the greatest part of this entire movie. Um, most people would probably go with Lou, but I think everybody has their perfect moments of just Jacob has his moments of just trying to run around to get everybody to get their crap together. Uh, you know, stop doing drugs and, you know, runs into Chevy Chase. You're such a dick, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> it's just, he's just great. He doesn't want to be part of a threesome and he just takes off and he has his, his best moments in the film are when he's making fun of Lou or his yeah. background comments. He, yep. You know, Craig's best stuff is when he's melting down, as you say, about his wife. And that phone call, yelling at his eight-year-old wife, is just so is just comedy gold. It's great. And then, you know, Lou has a lot of great moments. Um, uh, my favorite, of course, would be with, with, with Zabka. And then just John Cusack, my favorite stuff is with him in April. Uh, is, yeah. is fantastic. Which one's Susan? Huh? So which one's Susan? Remember that joke when they were in the house? They broke in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. They break in the house, and there's a picture of two guys. Which one's Susan? <laughs> that was really the good. one on the left. Um, so overall, um, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. If I want to watch really good comedies, uh, you know, obviously coming to America, you know, that's always top of the list. Yes, but yes. Uh, I definitely would put this with uh, you know in my Twenty One Jump Street, you know. Um, uh, super bad, you know. I'd put mm-hmm. that. You know, this is definitely better than Super Bad for me because Super Bad mm-hmm. has some really raunchy stuff. But this is one of those I feel in some parts is actually even better than Twenty One Jump Street because they're just this is so balanced. I can't say it enough. It's just really good. So this is definitely in my high caliber of favorite comedies. Would be like if I had a top ten, this would definitely be if like the higher part. You know, like in mm. maybe the top fives. You know, if that maybe six. Uh, it's definitely not below 10, you know, towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, with that being said, um, I would probably I'd definitely go with like a solid like B++, you know, just mm-hmm. because I wouldn't I don't want it's not trying to change the world. It's just trying to have uh, just have a good time. But the stuff with the whole mom thing, she's sometimes she's kind of like annoying like i feel pregnant you know all that kind of stuff i'm like really you know but for me uh it's it's kind of like a weak a like a minus but a Mm -hmm. very strong b plus maybe even a b plus plus it's just i really i really enjoy this movie Um, what say you miss tabby yeah i give it a b plus okay so uh what's your reasoning behind your b plus well the april and adam scenes like those are funny like every time they were on screen together they were like funny and it was just like like just the connection that they had made it like really good and then all of the Lou parts especially the one where they're in the bathroom and then he Nick passed out and then he was like no it's just hand soap right and then yeah like stuff like that but why wouldn't it be higher Kelly Kelly yeah so you got the same reasons I do yeah oh okay what about you, sir? Where are you since now this is your you're revisiting this ten years yeah. later? You know you're kind of the newbie, if you will, uh, on this one. Uh, the nostalgia, you know. Uh, where are you at with this one? Yeah, I'm glad I got to rewatch it. Uh, gave me a reason to like I the the bad taste that was left in my mouth from the second one kind of um, didn't make me want to go back to this one originally. Sure, you know because like well I know that I didn't like the follow up. Um, 
I like this one quite a bit. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by how much of it I enjoyed. And uh, yeah, I, I think a B plus seems fair. Yeah. I think it seems right about right about where I'd put it. Yeah. Because, I mean, coming to America, I mean, that just, that delivers. That's, that's a whole different level. Yeah, that's... That, that's a whole different ballpark right there. So, I mean, this <laughs> is just, this isn't just trying, you know, it's just, it's just there, but it's, it's really, it's better than what it should be. Let's put it that yep. way. Oh, know? I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else? Uh, hmm. What else was I going to say? Having one of those days, man. Having one of those days. But yeah, I, I guess that, that would, uh, that'd wrap it up. So, um, how about we go into the emails? Cause we actually have one and, okay. and, uh, we'll hear what the STL nation has to say. All right. So funny enough, sir, the email that I got wasn't because of the movie or anything. It's because of the uh, last episode. Uh, that we did, you know, we did Demolition Man, but then I did the Underground Hour, you know, like the mm-hmm. uh, the those top ten songs that when you hear them, you gotta go watch the movie. So I mm-hmm. actually got an email off of that show, uh, but it also relates to an iTunes review because it's from the same person. So, all right. So that actually comes from our newest member in the STL Nation, Trey. Uh, he wrote an awesome iTunes review, which I'm gonna get to in just a second. But here is the uh, email. (sighs) Underground Hour idea. Hey, buddy, it's Trey. Really enjoyed the last Underground Hour and heard at the end that you were looking for suggestions. So he said, the reason why I'm reading this, because it's not music related. It's actually podcast, you know, the movie related side. So that's why I was reading this. He goes, what about top 10 favorite and most hated movie characters of all time? So he said, let's do a show about what's your top 10 favorite movie characters of all time and your top 10 most hated movie characters of all time. And I thought wow. that was a really good suggestion. So I thought maybe for like episode 201 or 202, whatever, we could do that because I thought that'd be a really fun list to do. That'd be, especially you seeing all the movies you've seen, that'd be pretty mm. insane. You'd have some crazy characters in there. So like, for instance, one of my favorite is Gabriel Kane. Uh, James Woods character in Digs Down. My most hated hands down would be Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator and Percy <laughs> from Green Mile. Keep what you're doing. You bring a lot of joy and fond memories to many people. Have a great week, Trey. So thank you, Trey, for writing in. And then I'm also going to read his iTunes review because this is right. this is pretty sweet, sir. And uh, it's pretty nice that the, the STL Nation got us back to five stars. So thank you, guys, because, you know, that was hurting my heart. Seeing that, <laughs> seeing that uh, that jerk off who gave us the one star that one time. Ugh. I'm sorry. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what uh, his iTunes review says. It says, Movie Brothers by Taste. Just found this podcast recently and have been amazed how many of my favorites of all time are on the archives. It truly seems as if our movie taste is the exact same and you also share love for wrestling, which is pretty cool as well. Would recommend this podcast to anyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s. Keep up the outstanding work. Woo-hoo. Good times. Nice. So yeah. What do you think about what do you think about WrestleMania uh, over two days and nobody there? Well, okay, I'm gonna say this. So 
I think that they are trying to be as creative as possible. When SmackDown first aired, I was like, how is this going to work with no people? I thought as much as you could either like it or not like it, but I thought they were very creative in how they were trying to do it. It's awkward as hell, though, very like when much. Daniel Bryan comes out. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I do like them saying, dude, there's no crowd. I do like, I mean, Triple H definitely made everything better because he was just joking about how there's no crowd, and that really helped. The whole WrestleMania thing, I think that that just needs to just be moved to SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, just because wrestling isn't wrestling without the fans. It's weird, though, too, like they the whole world knows what's going on, yet they refuse to admit what's going on. So when they announce why it's going to be over two days is because it's not because of addressing real life issues. It, they say it's because one day couldn't contain WrestleMania. Like, why can't you just say like, hey, <laughs> you know what? Weird things are happening. You, like, come on. I know. But you know what's funny? I think it's something legally because I was watching uh, What Culture, which is my favorite wrestling YouTube channel, and they are not allowed to say it when they talk any stories. They can't say the word coronavirus. You, know, you don't have to say the word coronavirus, but you, you, you have to say, like, because of the times we're in, everyone understands what that means. But but trying to keep kayfabe alive, being like, one day couldn't contain it. Like, really? Because there's no one here to watch it. Right. And and Brock Lesnar <laughs> is not going to be able to make it now that he's stuck. So Silly. It's, yes. it's dumb. I mean, dude, <sighs> Becky, having Becky come out and having nobody cheer for her is just lame. It's Oh, the Undertaker looks incredibly awkward with him coming out and not having the ambiance of a crowd there. Yeah. It's like, oh, here comes an old man down to the ring. All right. So... I, I respect them trying to do something different and to keep us entertained as we're stuck at home. I appreciate that. And like NXT, I thought was really great how they did this past week of the really long interview. Like lately, they've been filling in pay-per-view matches for Raw and SmackDown because they don't have enough content, you know, and they don't want to make it too awkward. So they show you stuff that if you didn't have the network and it, you didn't want to pay for, you get to watch the Royal Rumble now or you get to watch this. Mm-hmm. So I, I like how they're filling that in. NXT was really created by just having the two most, the, the two biggest guys who were going at it tell their life story about how we got to this point. That was really creative. But WrestleMania is basically the Super Bowl of wrestling. You need people there. And without people, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. It 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 feels like a failure. If they if they do it, it'll feel like a major failure. And uh, I don't know. They should just put it live on Fox. Just put it on Fox. <laughs> I think they're actually um, the one thing that's interesting is they can kind of pre-tape everything they want now because there's no fans to leak anything. So they could be recording WrestleMania right now and doing just edit everything that you want and do you could really do anything you want with it now because you don't have to worry about leaks. That's true. I did hear they were actually doing that. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. That's good. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Come coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon, but I don't know. Every day changes. So of course it's crazy. Um, all right, sir. So before we roll into the music spotlight, do you want to play another round of what movie am I? I would love nothing more. Okay. And I am up one to zero. So woohoo. Thanks for reminding me. All right, here we go. Let's play some What Movie Am I? Nobody steps on a church in my town. Okay. 
You people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I shot him six times. I, I shot him in the heart. I... Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... I'm Batman. Nice go. All right, sir. So I'm going to let you go first because I seem to have better odds when you go first than I go second. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, Tabby's never played. You've heard this game, though. I've right? heard it because yeah. he, you, you, you listen- said a movie and then he never guessed it. And I knew after the second clue yeah. what it was. And I would replay this back in the van and you're like, what movie is that? I'm like, isn't Jameson's stuff really good? You can't figure it out. I'm yeah. like, I, when I re listen to these, I still can't figure it out. I lived through it. So <laughs> his, he's getting really good at it. So, all right, sir. Go I'm always it. worried about picking a movie you haven't seen. That's always my problem because <laughs> that's happened in the past. And I don't want to, I don't want to put you at a disadvantage. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. So no worries. All right. So uh, let's see. I got a movie. Uh, let's see. Oh boy. How do I want to get into this? Okay. So uh, the scene is um, we have a, a group of people sitting um hanging out in a restaurant um there's been a uh god i don't even know how to get into this which people are sitting around in a restaurant there's been a bit of a an altercation in this restaurant and uh um uh, a failed a failed robbery has happened and uh one of our characters is uh addressing uh one of the robbers and uh is uh kind of telling him to uh that he wants his stuff back <laughs> for this robbery <laughs> and uh the robber says I'm a, uh I'm a bad mother effer <laughs> damn it yeah. <laughs> pulp fiction baby yeah. of course it is i knew exactly what that was too oh, I, that's the that's robber. rough that's rough that's rough dude i i get why you struggle with that one <laughs> i was trying to make it cryptic and <laughs> couldn't all right too easy for you. Too easy. Oh, that was good though. That's good. All right, what do you got for me? All right, I know you've seen this movie for a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. So let me determine how I want to start the scene off. So, all right. So we have uh, we have our main uh, two characters of the film, boy and a girl. Okay, and uh, they uh, they're on the streets. And uh, they are talking about um, about uh, staying together. And the girl says that, well, I, I'm not sure that that's such a good idea. And the the gentleman of our movie is just like, well, why do you think that's not a good idea? Are you are you doing what you know? Are, are you is this coming from you or is this coming from a different place? Your feelings. <laughs> And uh, and she's like, no, this is coming from me and, uh, and basically explains her reasoning for wanting to break up. And uh, he's like, well, whatever. I'm I just I don't understand. And he takes off and uh, basically just kind of drives to just chill. <laughs> what do you shut up? And uh, she's not helping me here. And he's just driving to just chill. And we actually get some really nice uh, cinematography in this scene of the shots of while he's, uh, you know, driving to get rid of his, uh, anger through this breakup. And, uh, as he, as he goes back to the, uh, the house where they were just arguing at, 
uh, he uh, he basically returns an item to her that belonged to her, and uh, and then other chaos ensues after this. So, what movie am I? Jesus, it sounds like it could be twenty movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need a clue. I'm gonna need okay. uh, one more clue. Okay, so your clue is that. Uh, when he goes back into the uh, house that they argued in front of, um, the item that he returns is a ring that she gave him uh, to have. She gave him this ring to make sure that he would always remember her and not to go for other girls. And he uh, throws the ring uh, in her room uh, and he goes out the window. If I tell you where he throws the ring, it'll really tell you what movie it is. So if you want, I can give you that part of the clue. He throws it in a fishbowl. Goddamn, I can't picture the movie. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is... <gasps> oh, <boy>. No! <laughs> Jameson, if you don't get this, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> I feel like my brain is, is just slow right now. Tammy got this 10 seconds into me starting the conversation. <laughs> you guys watch the same movie. No, that doesn't count. It doesn't. Oh, this is awesome. So, do you need, do you need your clue again, sir? <laughs> okay, so she's... <laughs> yes. Okay. Give, give it to me again. All right, so... So these two broke up in front of her house uh-huh. and after he has cooled off and, and did his driving and they do these really cool, amazing shots of his driving, he goes yeah. back to her house and he climbs into her window, into her room, and he mm-hmm. throws the ring into her fishbowl and he leaves the room and chaos ensues after that. Chaos ensues after that. The yeah. movie is... I don't know. Say anything. It's the movie that brought us together, sir. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it is. It is cool as ice. Cool as yeah. ice, baby. <laughs> oh. I don't sweat it on the mic because I'm cool as ice. <laughs> I oftentimes forget that's a movie. Uh, and sometimes it fe- feels like a fever dream. It, this is the scene where, uh, you know, uh, is this is this you or your old man talking? It's me. Yeah, right and, there, and, they, and, and they do a music video montage of him on I, the motorcycle going okay. through the mountains. To, to be fair, when you say cool cinematography, I don't think cool is ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is really cool cinematography of the shots that they shoot of like different angles and going through the mountains and chilling on a bike and going around three sixty. Oh, it's kind of cool uh, video shots. You know, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, and he goes back in the house, and the ring that he gave her, he throws in her fishbowl, and she finds she does. finds it in the fishbowl before her brother uh, gets kidnapped. And uh, yeah, so it's the movie that brought us together, sir. So I it thought is. I thought you know, me, we're the only ones, uh, us. I really feel we're like ones. we're the only ones that love this movie. It's true, man. And it's funny when I posted it just a couple days ago. Uh, others like, where'd you get it, man? It's like I'm voodoo in HD, baby. It's amazing. And uh, people are just crapping on this movie. Oh, oh, dude. Okay, check this out. This is the best. I'm glad that we're talking about this real quick before I go in the music spotlight. So just for just for you know for kicks, 
I went into iTunes yesterday and, and I looked up uh, Cool as Ice. And I can't wait to, to read some reviews for you off iTunes. This is, mm-hmm. this is the best. This is so good. Hold on. Give me one second here. Okay. So Cool as Ice. So on iTunes, Cool as Ice uh, has a rating of 69 five-star reviews. <laughs> and uh oh my god this is so good here we go uh, it's a great podcast hold on people it really is what do, i thought we can't have that oh, space here, here we go here we go all right cool so most okay so this is the best movie ever no movie it can amount to its genius I'm surprised movies were even released post-release of this movie because they have been compared to what humanity now has uh, post-release of this movie because they they would have to compare to what would be humiliated by how ice awesome this movie was. Another review said, this is hilarious. It's so horrible that I had to buy it just to say I had it in my collection. Oh my God, this movie is so much fun. Love it. Freaking hilarious. Another person's like, how can you possibly give, why is this movie getting five stars? I love this movie. It's the best movie ever. Uh, I remember watching this movie of one of the millions. Uh, I remember watching this movie with one of my millions of cousins. It actually is one of the best memories with my cousin. Anywho, I used to love this movie. It's been a good 15 years since I saw this last. I love this movie. It's so great. Uh, the good old days and basically it's all people just basically giving it five star reviews because they know how terrible it is but they just want to say how awesome it is you know and it's it's hilarious when you read these reviews it's fantastic so it's all true all of it yeah and and my little girl is like dad what's that movie i want to go watch that and of course she's got it she's bringing out cool as ice man and now we're jamming to that that freaking song all the time in the van now. It's good times, man. Ever you, you've cor- corrupted a new generation. <laughs> I did. Ever since we watched the surreal love, we've been all about vanilla ice. It's true, man. <laughs> Ever since then, man, we've been just jamming to the vanilla. It's all good. All right, sir. So uh, are you are you ready to jump into I love our... you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I know you. Oh, I think you're being serious. Uh, I'm dead serious. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, are you ready to jump into our music spotlight, sir? Absolutely. All right, cool. So for the music spotlight, I got something special for you guys. This will be the first time ever that I am playing a song that is dedicated strictly off YouTube. So uh, the reason why I'm playing this is because uh, this is kind of a celebration, sir, in regards to you and I uh, being together for so long because of Cool as Ice. And uh, we got a 200th episode uh, next, uh, our next episode. And uh because of that, we were just jamming through Vanilla Ice stuff, and this amazing YouTube video came up of this guy called Marty Ray Project. And this is a guy who does covers, and he does acoustic, but the best part is is he took Ice Ice Baby, and he made it this ballad off of an acoustic guitar. Vanilla Ice loved it so much. He said, I've heard every version of this song, 
and this is the this is the greatest version I've ever heard. And he actually sits down and he plays the song with Vanilla Ice, and Vanilla Ice is so into it. He's got his eyes closed. He's just jamming. He's just jamming, and all of a sudden he's like, "Well, it's your part." He's like, oh, I'm supposed to sing with you? And then he tries, he's actually singing the song. He's not rapping. It's a sing-along to Ice Ice Baby. And it's it's like you have never heard a version like this before. And I got to play this. It's from this guy called the Marty Ray Project. He's got a big uh, beard, just like you, Jameson. And mm-hmm. uh, he's just, it's so beautiful. I've never heard a version of Ice Ice Baby this way. So in celebration of our boy Vanilla Ice and the movie that brought us together, I'm going to play some Ice Ice Baby through this guy. And uh, it's a version that I think you're going to absolutely love. This would be, if this song came out this year, that'd be my number one song of the year, baby. But it came out like four years ago, so I missed He's it. He's calling it now. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, and then after that, maybe I'll play another Vanilla Ice song. I don't know, because I'm in the Vanilla Ice mood. So it's all good. All right. so. so, yeah, man, I, I think you're going to totally love this, dude. It's so good, man. So I can't wait. Good times. All right, sir. So... That was a, a weird, awkward review of Hot Tub Time Machine because I'm just <laughs> off my game. So I apologize, folks, if you didn't like that. But uh, we're, we're going kind of stir crazy with this whole staying inside thing. So, you know, it's hard to get out and do stuff, but it is what it is, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're all living, we're surviving, so we're, we're doing good. So, sir, our next episode is The Big 200. And uh, The Big 200 is Stand By Me. And... Uh, there's a homework project I was hoping somebody would do for me, but uh, nobody nobody came up to the plate. So uh, what I wanted to do was to take out of the past 200 episodes, take like everybody's favorite clips and moments and put it all together. But I needed somebody who's been listening to every single episode recently and say, oh, yeah, yeah, this part, this part, instead of me trying to go off memory of 200 episodes. So now I got to go through all the archive and pick, you know, little clips here and there, you know, and it, it'll be nice in the 200th episode, you know, it's kind of what I was, you can do it. That's kind of what I was thinking, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice uh, to celebrate. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's crazy. I don't know what other crazy options we're going to do, but uh, I think it'll be fun because, you know, it's a movie that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. So for sure. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a movie. We'll talk about it when I get into it. It's a movie I introduced my, uh, my now 14 year old to uh, like a year or so ago, and he loves it. Nice. Oh, by the way, uh, what did, uh, uh, was it uh, Landon, the one that watched Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. Uh, what did he think of it? He thought it was hilarious. Awesome. And, uh, you know, it was probably, uh, you know, there's some things in there that probably his mom wouldn't love him watching. Right, so right, right, right. He, he knew he was getting away with something watching with the old man. So <laughs> there's that too. Right, yeah. Awesome. So um, so for the 200 episode, if you want to write in, uh, feel free to do so at uh, stlpodcast.gmail.com. And uh, be sure to join the Facebook group because that's where we'll keep you posted when uh, that episode will be coming near. Jameson and I are, are on a much better recording schedule as of late, which is nice. And uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get this episode edited. So you're probably going to hear this a week afterwards because I got stuff to do this weekend. I don't really have time to edit. But uh you know, we did record this on March 31st or March 21st. You'll probably hear this March 31st, but you know, it's, it's okay. Um, Tabby, you got anything to say, uh, you know, before Jameson uh, does his little. Yes, me and Jameson are still friends, everybody. Okay. Yay. Oh, he guessed the I was worried. movie correctly. 
So, sir, um, you've been doing some fantastic shows over at Flicks with Jason mm-hmm. and Dan, and uh, you had an amazing episode uh, talking about the change in the entertainment industry. So that was a, a super fun one that people need to check out. Yeah, we got some nice feedback on that one since there was no movies to talk about. Uh, it's kind of different, you know? Yeah. What you got planned for, I know you're going to be recording soon. What's your upcoming plans over there? Yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, because of um, something that we talked about on that most recent episode, we are now doing career opportunities uh, for our retro review, a film that Jason had never seen because we were talking about five films that you should watch while you're on quarantine. Oh, so good. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. And then we're also finally rebooting Real Films Podcast, uh, which we haven't done one in forever. Um, And uh, we're doing a film which I think... uh, is going to be fun. It's called Wrinkles the Clown. It's a documentary about this clown who people can hire to come and scare their children. And if you know anything about my buddy Jason, <laughs> he's terrified of clowns. <laughs> so when I recommended this film, all I got was, you son of a... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that should be fun. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I told him it's his uh, it's his payback for making me rewatch Nothing But Trouble. Ugh. Yeah. Well, career opportunities, good old uh, Jennifer Connelly in that white shirt on that uh, pony uh, ride. So Just hanging out in Target all day. So good, man. I really, yeah. and the guy, the main actor in that movie. Frank Whaley? Yeah, he's so funny, man. I really enjoy yeah. that guy. Um, I, there's one movie I recently saw him in where he's a bad guy. And I was like. He's been playing kind of a jerk a lot lately. Yeah. He shows up. He's I can't remember what superhero movie he was in recently, but there's a lot of things that he shows up in where he's like the government stooge or just a, a, a real jerk. Oh, and he was like in Hustlers, the Jennifer Lopez movie. He was a oh okay. He was like a banker who was just a complete a hole to everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's he's good at it. Awesome. Well, a- <laughs> after we get done recording, we're gonna go watch Jane Silent Bob reboot on uh, Amazon Prime. I'm so pumped to see that. So I can't wait. Have you seen that? That's sir? another. Yeah, I bought it the day it came out on DVD. Oh, did you like it? We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> you you watch it and we'll talk about it. All right, it. sounds good. And then, right. and then we'll uh, finish up some Cobra Kai season one and then roll into two. And then hopefully season three is right around the corner. Um, and uh, as far as our episode 200, sometime uh, in, in April, we'll record that. I'm just, you know, everything's a day by day at this point. That's right. So we'll we'll kind of keep you guys posted. But, hey, I think we're doing pretty good, man. This is, what, our third review in, like, three months? Already broke last year's record. I know, right? That's insanity. <laughs> so did you uh, finish the Underground episode I did, the top ten songs that make you want to watch the movie? I think I did. Okay. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts okay. now that I'm working at night by myself. Did you, did you agree with my list, or was I kind of off? No, I, absolutely. I... I the problem is, is I'm listening to it while I'm working, and then you're absolutely right. It's like makes me want to watch a movie. And it's like, well, I can't. Yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> jerk. I can see, I can see scenes in my head. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. I know it's funny when I had uh, when I mentioned Legend of Billie Jean and Sarah. I was yes. like, oh yeah, her birthday's right yep. around the corner. I was like, I remember yep. that episode. It's such a good time. So it was. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for uh, for coming on and uh, taking time out of your day. I know you're busy today. So thank you, Tabby. I know you didn't say much today, but that's okay. So it's all good. So, and Tabby, you're my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you guys have a good one. I hope you enjoy the music spotlight, and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. So you guys have a good one. Take care. Let's soon out. All right, stop. 
collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like an awful daily and nightly. Will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it to leave it, you better gain weight. Better hit fools out of kid, don't play. If it was a problem, I would solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. I vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice, baby. With the bass kicked in, fingers all pumping, quick to the point, to the point, no faking, burning MCs like a pound of bacon, burning up. If you're not quick anymore, you're crazy when I hear that symbol. I am with the suits up tempo. I'm on a roll, it's time to go solo, rolling in my 5.4 with the rack top down so my beard can blow if it was a problem i would solve it check out the hook when my dj revolves it eyes vanilla eyes vanilla eyes eyes baby oh eyes eyes baby oh eyes vanilla eyes vanilla eyes All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back, my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like a harpo, daily and nightly. Got to get loose.
jumping, baby. Rolling the town when the winner's down. I'm on my bike and I'm headed for the mic. Battles confused with the news of my arrival. Instincts are primal, I'm all about survival. Proceed with caution, I'm like the blaze for the days. All the gays are amazed. Days for the force that they just witnessed. Master, here's the title to fit this. Man before ya, lyrical lawyer. Suing all suckers on the mic that bore ya. Slick, I trick like a magician on the microphone. I'm like a rap technician. Turn the party out in my opinion. Witty words make the world my dominion. Figure out a riddle and rhyme, you can't stop me. I get off if the beat is funky. I'm not sleepy, dopey, or grumpy. But you'll be falling just like Humpty did. And that's all she wrote. And then I disappear in a puff of smoke. I'm like a surgeon in a merchant. Stay away or I slice. I don't sweat it under pressure because I'm cool as ice. Cool as ice. Yeah. 